Talk 1041. Hello, everybody. Good slick road. Monday morning. Thought winter was going away. Uh, there's still a 40% chance of snow and sleet. I think we've got. Only under that. Con- these weathers I'm getting lately. This one mentions nothing of uh, advisories. Aren't we under a winter weather advisory? Well, I'll tell you right now. All Hold right. on. Let me pull this, this is up. like. I'm not getting these advisories on these weathers here. Things seem to be diminishing in quality when it comes to what. Maybe maybe it was. It's in pulled. effect until midnight tonight. Okay, so that's a winter weather advisory. Yes. Okay, let me write that down. Weather advisory until midnight. Yes. Okay. You think that would be on the weather? Yes, that is very important. All right, so we'll look at that. Uh, Roads are pretty slick, coming in 60. Uh, Early, 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 early morning, a couple hours ago when I came in, it was uh, slick. Just just sort of give you a heads up what's going on out there. Um, People were driving very, very slowly. Of course, when I come in, there's hardly any traffic whatsoever. I didn't see any vehicles on the side of the road. You coming down 65? Yeah, I saw quite a few vehicles on the side of the road. And then there plus there was something going on at 44 the eastbound lane at the Kansas Expressway exit. Now, I couldn't see. It looked like it was under the bridge. So if you okay. are taking 44 eastbound, um highly recommend slowing down uh because I think it goes to like one lane it looked like. Well, in Joplin, I think it's the 49 there's that 49 is it 49? No. Uh, so it's it, there's uh, an exchange there off 44 that uh, takes you south to Neosho, um, north to Webb City. There's a Petro uh, truck stop there, okay. and I think that's where it was. I saw two semis just plumb went off the overpass, wow. fell down below. Um, I'm not sure much beyond that, but uh, Waynesville, uh, Tom Martz. Uh, sending in a message, Waynesville, Fort Leonard Wood, Rolla, much like Springfield, Sheet of Ice, everything in between is not so bad. So I know there was a, a icing that evidently took place overnight in, in some of the area in anticipation of this. Schools are out. I know Republic, I, uh, uh, Nancy over at KT told me Nixa was out. I don't know about the others, but I'm sure we post those at ksgf.com, right? Yes, it'll be in our uh, homepage slider. Okay, so... There you have it. Uh, it is relatively slick. There is a 40% chance of snow and sleet continuing on today. And, and uh, Indeed, there is that, that winter weather advisory. Initially, when it was issued last night or yesterday, it was to expire at 9 this morning. That has been extended until midnight. Uh, wind chill about 4 above. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a low of 15 Tomorrow, a slight chance of afternoon snow with a high of 25. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, 39 and 46 on Thursday. So we will see a a steady um, increase in temperatures as we make our way through the week. Uh, what does it say Friday? 44. Okay, so things will level off there. Uh, we do have a happy hour this Friday. 
So, uh, come in, get yourself all warmed up, and have yourself just a little bit of a drink there, uh, if you'd like, or something to eat at Retro Metro, 4 to 6. That is our happy hour uh, this Friday. So mark your calendars and come out and join us. You don't have to come the whole time. You don't have to uh, make a reservation. It's just folks hanging out, having drinks. Now, I have here, let me give you a tip that some people I know what they have done. They have made a reservation for dinner uh, around 6 o'clock or 5.30 or 6.30 because I I definitely recommend reservations. I know the, the last happy hour we had, uh, there were some listeners that did that because it was res- it got to where they were just it was reservations only I believe because of uh, uh, just how busy the evening was and so if you make your reservations at five thirty six six thirty or so and then you can hang out and enjoy us for happy hour and then have a table um, uh, once you are uh, ready for dinner so it's a little little uh, little life hack for you there um, all right there were no riots. Not to the massive degree that we have seen in the past when there was uh, an incident of law enforcement engaging with an African-American male that would die due to the interaction. And I noted on Friday, as cities across the country were boarding up, you had city blocks abandoning out, you had all hands on deck call to prepare, uh, and as usual, calling on people not to commit violence, but uh, that in the past did not make a difference. And I noted I wasn't sure how it was going to go because the five officers, every single one of them, is also black. They all look just alike. And looks are very important when it comes to these things. They, I mean, you could put them all in a lineup, mix them all up, and yeah, I don't know when, you know, uh, which one is an officer, which one's not an officer. Uh, all, there, there, there wasn't a non-person of color there, and and I did not know is that going to make a difference. Given that there is not a white face, will that diminish? the likelihood that there were going to be riots. And we there was some blockage of roads. I think in New York a police car got smashed. Uh, but overall, uh, it, it's relatively quiet compared to past incidents. Now, what I also now find interesting is watching the explanation for that. And it appears as if everyone was wanting to kind of dance around that as a possible reason. Is that is my evaluation absolutely correct? I don't know. I suppose it's a matter of opinion. Some are saying, well, it's the way that um, uh, that uh, Memphis has has rolled this out and handled it. I don't know that it's been any different uh, overall. I, I you know, I'm in any sort of real, true, meaningful way. I think it's the race factor. I really do. Um, so we'll just cover a little bit of this, including the. This obligatory coming out and officially announcing you're outraged. And even the idea that, oh, there needs to be protest against this sort of thing. And so generally I find, not always, but generally I find that when there are protests, it's because the protesters are in the minority of a particular cause. And so they want their message to be heard. But I really am not and perhaps you're the same, 
picking up on a se- any segment of the population that are are 100% behind the police officers. So the Biden administration and a number of other elected officials, they're pretending as if most Americans are somehow okay with this in their reaction, right? Uh, and, of course, there's reason for that. It is to get as much politically out of it as possible. There there's, have also been a couple of... Uh, Folks, there was one a commentator on CNN and then some Democrat uh, elected official. I think he's a newly uh, member of con- new member of Congress uh, still declared that it was white supremacy <laughs> that led to this. So evidently, even if you are uh, just straight up African-American, you still can be a white supremacist, according to Democrats. Jason Rima with the latest news update. It's going to take a bit longer to get to work this morning. That's because roads and bridges are slick. A Go Patrol spotter says there have been at least four semis off the side of the road on I-44 eastbound between Kansas and the West Bypass. Watch your speed on the way in this morning. Shots rang out Saturday near Springfield's Glendale High School. Police say a man in his 20s was shot while walking near Sunset and Linden. His injuries are not life-threatening. No arrests have been made. Glendale was hosting a speech and debate tournament at the time. That school was placed on lockdown, and the tournament was later canceled. There's a new restaurant on Springfield's north side. Beefaroo opened on Friday near Kansas and Kearney next to Taco Bell. It's the first Beefaroo location outside its hometown of Rockford, Illinois. And a mother from Missouri who reported her infant twins were stillborn has been convicted of manslaughter. Prosecutors argued that the mother's lack of action to get care for those babies showed she caused the deaths. Her extensive Internet searches for miscarriages and abortion methods before she gave birth also demonstrated she didn't want those babies. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk, 1041. Until Friday, no, 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 Thursday. I had never even heard of Beefaroo. Were you familiar with? No, but you know, I had never even heard of of the restaurant. Uh, clearly, a lot of people had because I know uh, that there were uh, there were quite a few people at least when it first opened. I I saw that noted. I mean, it, it didn't necessarily have the Whataburger uh, effect, if you will. But I had never e- I had never even heard of this restaurant. And then Monday morning, I saw a press release. Sorry, Friday morning, a press release saying that the first 100 people, first 100 customers uh, to be served uh, at the new location would get free cheese fries for a year. And then Tom Oaks, Commander Tom mm-hmm. on KT, he came in. He goes, he, he was like, uh, Beefaroo opened today. I was like, I don't know this place until uh recently you ate there you said it's good yeah it's really really good we had some of the the loaded cheese fries and so what what is it that do you have a cold you sound congested yeah i have a little bit of a cold it's okay uh all right (laughs) (laughs) i'm fine uh what what sort of is it burgers and uh, roast beef i Mm -hmm. I don't know why in my mind roast beef yes they have roast Uh, beef they have burgers uh, chicken sandwiches yeah they have a pretty good menu. Ryan and I, we waited in line for probably like 20 minutes. It wasn't terrible, but there was quite a few people there, and we looked at the menu, and they have some good-looking stuff. So I ended up getting a uh, chicken wrap thing, and then mm. we got the loaded fries, and it was, well, it was good. Well, I recommend. All right. When I first heard it, it sounded to me like the name that you would have. I don't want to – is this going to make people upset? You know how people get upset. Anyway, my first thought was kangaroo meat. 
Because it's Beefaroo. Ryan also uh, said that. Well, we I, I just, <laughs> now saying that because I'd never even no, heard of I the know, restaurant before. And so I thought, oh, Roo, uh, Kangaroo, and do they eat? Is is kangaroo meat a delicacy? I don't know that I've ever heard of that. I have before. never heard of that. I I I don't. I suppose if you're hungry enough, but yeah, I've uh, heard good things about it. I, in fact, I told Womack. I said we'll have to go there for lunch one day. There this you week. go. The winter weather advisory from nine until uh, this morning until midnight for areas along and south of forty four. As I mentioned earlier, forty percent chance of rain or make that uh, snow and sleet. High today of twenty four, low of fifteen tonight. Slight chance of afternoon snow tomorrow, twenty five, and mostly cloudy Wednesday, thirty nine. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk One O Four One. Day one custom car care, all of your car care needs, three area locations. I mention this anytime we have this sort of weather. Um, the little tips that uh, I've always received over time from A1 Custom Car Care, and uh, one of them that I'd never even thought of before is that uh, damage people oftentimes do when they drive in weather, um, and you get the, the snow and the sleet, uh, and it's melted just a bit uh, during the day as things get slushy, and then it gets up up underneath, and you may use your emergency brake, pull it up, and then overnight it freezes there. And that can cause you real problems when you think you disengage it, but it doesn't. And you're trying. Now, that's not something that happens all the time. But it's little things like that that can certainly help save you money. And A1 Custom Car Care, they are definitely about making sure you're as informed and educated about your vehicle as possible. All of your needs, A1 Custom Car Care for your vehicle. Under Nick's endorsements, KSGF.com. Oh, Biden is outraged. Uh, everyone's outraged. Got the... Tyree Nichols' death. New York City Mayor Eric Adams feels betrayed by Memphis officers. Okay. He said he feels personally betrayed. Now, what he has to do with it personally, I don't know. He made the comments Friday afternoon before the Memphis Police Department's plan to release police-worn body camera footage of the January 7th attack. Uh, Nichols, 29, who initially was pulled over for reckless driving and so forth, and and, uh, you know, he got the beat down and and it went on for some period of time. And uh, then even when paramedics arrived, it took them a bit of time evidently to, um, you know, administer or attempt to administer any sort of medical care. And, of course, he would die. Biden is out there trying to use this to push his. George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, which would enact reforms to try and curb racial profiling and tie federal aid to officer conduct. So in other words, from the top down, be able to control local law enforcement. Now, let's just for a moment set aside what they're using as rationale and justification for this. Does anyone believe? Let, let's let's. Just say that there is, whatever the circumstances may be, but there is, we, we've all decided that there needs to be some, some reform. Do we really genuinely believe having it from top down, from Washington, D.C., dictating by way of funding how local law enforcement is run, do we really think that that is the key to improvement? Can we find instances in which local control 
for every town, every county, every municipality across the entire country decided to cede control to one federal uh, uh, entity when and, and then that turned out to be more responsive to the local people, more effective for the local people, more efficient for the local people. This is the opposite of what you do. And th- this doesn't even have to be philosophical or political. If anyone has ever worked for a company that has a corporate headquarters, they know that a key generally to the success is in certain capacities needing to localize, be it the menu, localize the interaction with the community, localize the marketing. You have some restaurants, Applebee's, I don't know if they're still if they still focus on this or not, but I remember when I was in high school, one of the things that Applebee's would do regionally uh, is is they would have all sorts of um, uh, uh, paraphernalia up uh, regarding local sports. Because there's a recognition every community has different needs. Every community is, is if, if you want to genuinely be responsive to the wants, the needs, and the desires of your local community, you allow local people to do it. Do you know how difficult it is to make a change if you have to get permission from the feds? This idea to slowly over time, and here's what they say, incidentally. They say, no, 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 we're not asking for control. No, 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 no. No, no, we're just putting in some common sense guidelines. But they tie funding to the behavior of local municipalities. This is how they control. The stream of revenue are the strings connected to the marionette puppet. And if you want that money... In other words, if you want to continue to exist and function, you will do what we say. So it is a way to take over without, quote, taking over. These political figures that decide to get out there and try to capitalize off this. And I don't know that there's ever any sort of publicly accepted... Uh, tragedy, unnecessary uh, situation like this, in which Democrats don't have a specific piece of legislation they push. I mean, seriously. It's like they have some sort of file folder or a Rolodex. All right, let's see. uh, Police interaction, uh, individual killed in custody, cha-ching. All right, here's the specific piece of legislation we're going to go out and try and, and, and push based off of this tragedy. I mean, there's no shame. And by the way, this is another instance of creating new laws isn't going to prevent this sort of thing from happening. That's not what prevents these things from happening. It is a culture problem. Oftentimes when these things occur. But in case those who are trying to capitalize off this did not realize it, beating a suspect... Until he or she is dead, is already illegal. 
In case the Biden administration has not recognized this, these individuals are already being charged with second-degree murder. You see, they pretend as if nothing is happening to these individuals, so we have to create laws to make sure that when law enforcement does this sort of thing, that they're held accountable. That is what is occurring. This is exactly the way that our justice system was set up. But they they pretend as if there is no justice at all, and that's why we have to have new laws. That's why we have to have the federal government swoop in and take care of these local municipalities throughout the country because if we don't create new laws, then we're going to continue to have this sort of thing occur. It's, It's like gun laws and gun legislation, this idea that, well, when it doesn't work, let's create more from the top down. We're going to take a break more in a couple of moments. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. USA Today story. Demonstrators demand justice, accountability after horrific Tyree Nichols videos. Uh, is that not what's happening? I, it's like you go to a movie theater and the movie goes haywire. And so they're like, hey, this is unacceptable. Uh, on your way out, we're giving everyone a free voucher for a future movie to see. You just bring the voucher and trade it in. And then I decide I'm going to hold demonstrations demanding that they give everyone free vouchers for another movie. Uh, yeah, we, we did that. And so now it's just a matter of that process playing itself through. It's understandable if these... Five police officers were still on duty, and the city's like, hey, everything looks fine here, then I could understand. It would make more sense that you would have individuals out there saying, no, this is not how this should be handled. These individuals need to be held accountable. They're out there protesting something that's happening. This is where you get this detachment from reality with a lot of the they I, I think they don't even realize what they're doing. And ultimately, they're being used as pawns for political purposes. But you are out there protesting for something that is occurring. It is underway. What you are demanding is happening. Traffic update. The, 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 there are uh, slide offs. There are accidents. Of course, things are slick. Uh, so definitely encourage you to be careful. Uh, take a little extra time. Um, my advice is if you're in a big vehicle, even if it's four-wheel drive, when you hit ice, it, it really doesn't matter. So don't get a little too confident as you drive out there and about. I also recommend the MoDOT app. It is a government app that actually I have found to be quite useful when it comes to maps. And it will show you uh, areas that are fully covered, areas that are partially covered, areas that are clear. And so that will give you uh, an indication based off where you're going as to whether or not it's a good idea to go there. And or if it if you do, to you know, slow things down just a bit. Here's the latest traffic. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Winter weather advisory from 9 this morning until midnight. For areas along and south of 44, there is a 40% chance of snow and sleet uh, today. More of it. High of 24. Mostly cloudy 15 for a low tonight. 
Tomorrow, cloudy, slight chance of afternoon snow, high of 25 and 39 on Wednesday. The American Transmissions, talk and text line 447-KSGF. We go to Dewey. Welcome to the show, sir. How do you do? Oh, pretty good, man. Excellent. So, of course, you, of course you could be black and be a white supremacist. Look at James T. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right, our friend James T. Harris. I'm sure he clearly is a white supremacist. Yeah, he was Arizona's first black white supremacist. He doesn't hold the Democrat line. You know, he no, uh, loves the military, supports our police. He's yeah. a Christian and <laughs> he supports Trump and... There's all the all the all the wrong things, good old James T. Yeah, he he said that what on um back of the um Obama McCain run, he said uh he asked the preacher to pray for him and preacher, I'll pray for you. Until he found out that he wasn't supporting Obama. And all of a sudden he wasn't black anymore because he didn't support Obama. Mm, so of course yeah. he could be black and be white supremacist. He uh he would also he probably still does, he referred to Obama as the chocolate Jesus. Yeah, that, that's what yep. uh, James T is always. He's always uh, oh yeah, uh, good to hear yep. from you, sir. Yep, take care. All right, you do the same. For for those of you that aren't familiar, like who's James T. Harris? James T. Harris. I, I always uh, say he is my oldest friend that I've never met. When I was working in Milwaukee, he also was working in Milwaukee. We were at competing news talk stations, and we could, would communicate back and forth. And uh, then uh, I got this position here, and he then got a position within the same company. We did end up working with the same company um, in um, um, Tucson. And so because we were the same company, we could fill in for one another. He would fill in for me from his studio when I was gone and vice versa. But then he got recruited uh, to go to Phoenix, and it's a different company, and so uh, we don't have the ability to fill in for one another any longer. But that's uh, who it is that Dewey was referencing there, good old James T. Harris. I kind of miss James. I, I was really it? I, miss him, too. Yeah, I texted him. What did I text him about? I don't remember. It was something a couple months ago, and uh, – but that's, I mean, it's been a while since I've talked with him. His show is called The Conservative Circus, in case anybody wants to look it up. It's a really good show. I listen mm-hmm. to it every once in a while. Probably oh, once I think a- Dewey listens to it every day. Yeah, I think I listen to it probably once or twice a week driving home. But yeah, it's it's a really good show. And I really like him. He's a genuine person. Yes, he is. Uh, w- when he first became recognized to a national audience it was when he was working for um a station in milwaukee and he went to uh an event that john mccain was it was a john mccain event was when he was running and i believe it was one of the first stops after they announced sarah palin as the running mate or it was the first one with her on tour something and uh they did a Q&A, and James T., I think he was chosen because he was black and a, a Republican supporter, and so they thought, oh, okay, this looks good. Uh, but then he, he started really railing on McCain for, for chastising supporters that re- called uh, Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama. Remember, this was a thing on the campaign trail, and there was one event in particular where whomever was introducing McCain referred to Barack Obama and used his middle name, Barack Hussein Obama, and McCain just really... Uh, you know, was wagging the finger at that and and um, coming down on Republicans. And I think it was that that James T. just was, you know, saying, why don't you stand up for Republican voters? And, and so he would get on CNN and these others, uh, other networks, get a little national coverage because of uh, that interaction. And uh, um, 
anyway, that's when he first started getting some national attention. But yeah, he's he's a great guy. Back um back to somebody said there's no audio on Facebook Live. I don't know if that's still the case or not. I just thought I'd mention that. Uh I'd ask anyone if well, I guess if you're on Facebook Live, if you could indicate whether you can hear us or not. That would be I mean, there's people watching and listening. I have audio. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, a couple of things. One of the messages it, regarding the Memphis situation and the five officers charged with second-degree murder and questioning, isn't the mayor and the chief of police black? The mayor is white. The, the previous mayor was African-American. Yes, the, the chief of police is black. But that really actually isn't so much the point here as it if we're going to look at demographics let's just note once again these people are democrats and what i think is particularly interesting is that you have a democrat administration with democrat crafted legislation the george floyd justice and policing act that they are saying is their solution to these problems yet every time something like this occurs it's in a city that they run i it you could at least understand the approach if this always occurred in cities run by republicans and democrats were like listen these are cities that are generationally republican we can't get a foothold in there we have absolutely no opportunity uh these things every time they occur they occur in republican run cities and the people there for whatever reason they continue to want the same people in charge and with that are going to come the same results uh and and because we can't get a foothold in locally to offer up solutions to do things differently so that there will be different results, we are going to propose it on a federal level. But that's not what's occurring. What's occurring, they're saying, uh, yeah, you know how in all of these cities that we run, these things go poorly? You know how every time there's a situation that results in people outraged, that results in people rioting because of issues with law enforcement, they're always in cities that are run by Democrats and have been run by Democrats generation after generation after generation. Hey, uh, since, you know, let's just be more efficient in churning out bad results and let us have more power on a federal level. There's no need for all these different Democrats to implement policies that result in these outcomes, why not just let one Democrat do it? Why not let us do it from the top? Now, of course, top-down doesn't work anyhow. It makes it less efficient, definitely less responsive. Without question, it becomes less responsive. But when we have a system in this country, and it is essentially a two-party system, and the areas of the country in which these problems always rear their ugly heads, it's run by the Democrats. And then for the Democrats in D.C. to say, oh, yo, no, you need to listen to us because this is a problem. Well, who's creating the problem then? Who is in charge of these areas in which the problems exist? 
You don't have to be an expert when it comes to policing to recognize this. Now, one can argue that the issues are well beyond policy, that this is a cultural issue. And there is definitely a tremendous amount of merit to that. Recognizing that, however, also requires one to recognize that creating new laws isn't going to fix the problem. If it's cultural, laws aren't going to fix it. And in fact, with a situation like this, there are already laws in place. And we're watching justice play out. For these mayors and the president, and they come out and they're like, well, this is uh, an outrage. We need to make sure this doesn't happen again. By the way, don't go out and riot and so forth. If you have people that are ready to riot, that's not the way that you convince them not to do it. Now, fortunately, we have not seen the widespread rioting, and I believe it's because it's a little difficult to riot when there's not a... If Even if there was one white face, then I believe the situation would probably be just a little bit different. But when you are talking about no white faces at all, I think that that emotional outrage is somewhat lacking, that 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 emotional outrage, because if you are an audience and you are constantly told by the media, you're constantly told by pop culture, you're constantly told by a political party that the system is against you and that all white people are privileged, whether they know it or not, and inherently they're all racist, and then you see that play out where even if it's just one white officer, you are definitely going to have, as a human being, a much different emotional reaction than if it is somebody that is of your same race that you don't believe is out to get you. I think that that's a reasonable recognition of human behavior. That aside, if we were looking at the potential of riots, let's say that there was at least one white cop in there, and so we're going to have a George Floyd scenario play out all over again. If you really don't want riots to occur, You don't go out there and say, yep, the system is jacked up. The system is against you. This is an absolute outrage. By the way, don't react to it. What you say is, yes, justice must be served. And that's what's happening right now. Because that is what is happening. You are all calling for justice, but what you need to recognize is that is what is happening. So if that's really what you truly, genuinely want... Instead of rioting against the city and the system, you need to be supportive of it in this scenario because this is what you claim you want. You claim you want a system in which individuals like this are held accountable. That is what is happening. So you should be thankful. We should all be thankful. We should all be grateful. Because the system is doing what it is that we all say we want it to do. Not Go out and riot because now you're going to be out there protesting against what you say you want. And and the, the problem is that you have people in political positions, and the Democrat Party is one of these parties where 
even when people are held accountable, they still want to convince a silo of people that they put in this little silo, a segment of the population, that uh, that there is no accountability, that these things occur because people are never held accountable for them. And while that does occur at times, and you do have law enforcement at times uh, go way overboard, regardless of race, you have police officers who are human beings. Oftentimes, our bad guys are bad gals, and they do things that they absolutely should not do, and they put people's lives in danger at sometimes. You know, I mean, that that's because they're human beings. Just like any other industry, any other job profession, you're going to have that out there. But what adults do in a civilized society is they approach every scenario as a unique scenario and make the determination we are going to find out all the facts and we are going to let the system play this out and we are going to demand that it do so as it should. And if it doesn't, then we may air some grievances. But what we have to stop doing is, based on demographics, selecting our outrage. By the way, for those that think having the federal government step in that somehow that's going to prevent these things from occurring or hold people accountable. I bet Ashley Babbitt's family would like to weigh in on that. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Speaking of not being able to have adult conversations. Chuck Schumer got nailed for lying uh, by Twitter. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on Twitter spreading lies about a fair tax that have been floating around. Um, and I, I keep hearing this, and Biden is spreading this. We're going to raise your taxes to 30 percent, and it's a, a tax on the poor and all. And, and, and the media, of course, joins right in. And this is why we can't fix things. Now, first off, no one asks where do these numbers come from? Because, of course, the media is in on demonizing Republicans and keeping things going swimmingly. Chuck Schumer tweeted out the lie. MAGA Republicans are refusing to show their plan to address the debt ceiling. Instead, they're talking up one of the worst policy proposals in existence, a 30% national sales tax on everything. It just shows how radical and out of touch they are. This is why we can't fix things. Because you can't even have a conversation about how to fix the problem. Every solution in this context that Republicans come up with, the Democrats in the media just scream, this is the worst thing ever, Mike. Do you ever notice how many of the worst thing ever is that Republicans come up with? This is just so awful. Oh, my God, this is horrible. It's the worst thing ever. And it just shuts everything down. And unfortunately, because of the ignorant masses, and I'm being straightforward about that, there are masses of people that are totally ignorant. They just believe this stuff. And they believe it because the media, they portray it as if it's true. And let's say even if it is, 30%. Okay, what does that mean? Let's look at what that means. 
generally most people who push this, uh, individuals that make under a certain amount of money, they get credited back. So the quote poor don't pay any of it. Rich people who buy more things pay more in taxes. You then are not paying any income taxes. So that's a massive savings right there. Now, is that definitely the way to go? I, I'm for no income tax at all. But given that I'm for no income tax at all, I think still as an adult, it's my responsibility to look at this as an option. We have got to stop rejecting this option that we have to continue to do things the way that Democrats want, no matter how many times they fail us, no matter how many laboratories there are across this country of of miles and miles of homeless tent cities. It does not matter how many areas of the country that they have strongholds that literally have the same living conditions in third world countries, but we can't do anything different. Nope, we have to continue to do it their way. That is not a mature approach. And for people that love to fancy themselves as being the adults in the room, they could not be the furthest thing from that. Traffic update, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Coming up, we'll talk a little bit about all these lies. Even Twitter called out Chuck Schumer for spreading disinformation regarding the fair tax, that it's going to tax everything. Um, Or not, yeah, but well, first off, that's not true. It is not going to tax everything. Um, There's a, a piece in Red State that just lays out some of the facts on this. The tax proposal isn't a national sales tax on everything. It's a sales tax on new products, and it's combined with eliminating the income tax, eliminating the payroll tax, eliminating the estate tax, and the IRS, which means you get to keep 100% of your money until you decide to spend it. And let me tell you one of the biggest reasons. People on a federal level, in this case, Democrats specifically are against this, and a lot of Republicans will be as well, is because it diminishes their ability to control you to the degree that they do now. Look at how they act now. Oh, you buy these products from industries that funnel money to our campaigns? Guess what? You're going to get a massive cut in your income taxes by way of deductions or by way of you know credits. They can control you by telling you we'll allow you to keep more of your own money if you behave in this way. And with a fair tax, it diminishes that authority. 